So I'm just talking to you. All right, dear. Hello, I'm Nana. And if you enjoy listening to my sweethearts talk on this show, maybe tell a friend of yours. And maybe they can enjoy it, too. And if you would like to see this little show go a little bit further, maybe check out the Darlings Buy Me a Coffee account. All right. Okay, honey, you can go ahead with your flashlight thing now. Ladies, gentlemen, please take your seats. The spotlight is about to begin. Good evening, everybody. I'm Mystery Matt, and you're listening to the Mystery Matt Spotlight Podcast. This evening, we are covering the mysteries of the Skinwalker Ranch. You may have noticed a lot of stuff on uh, History Channel recently. This evening, I am joined by Kelly, Nancy, Greg, and my lovely wife, Sarah. Hi! <laughs> <laughs> Hi. <laughs> oh, great time. So Sarah has a million and a half pages in this. I have six pages in this. This is our second podcast of the night. Kelly's half in the bag. Half? Okay, Five. she's fully in the bag. I'm trying to be polite. <laughs> trying to be polite. Guys. guys. <laughs> so... You can't see what she's doing because this is an audio-only yes, podcast. Of course. But she is hiding her face in her hood like Kenny does from South Park, and, and she's probably saying some dirty profanities. Cause... <laughs> that should be your your uh, persona. Just the... Kelly talks so dirty that we gotta put a thing over her face. Hey, Kelly knows. Hashtag, don't forget. Yeah, don't forget. Hey, Hashtag, hey. Kelly knows. Actually, you probably wouldn't know what that means because we did that in the last podcast we recorded, but okay. it's the one after this one's in release time, so. Good times. Anyways, we're on to Skinwalker Ranch with our all-October Halloween. I got us two minutes into it. What do you guys think? Okay. So, who wants to start out with the... the, the the furthest backstory you got is where I want to start. Where did this thing start out? Oh, shit. Okay. So, so right now, well, Skinwalker Ranch is set in the Unitaw Basin in Utah. There's been many claims of very strange activities from seeing UFO skinwalkers, even Bigfoot, although that was only mentioned one time, so there's no claim there. Um, and I saw nothing in my research to verify it. So, although I'm not comfortable about talking about actual skinwalkers, we are going to give a history lesson and some eyewitness accounts that we've come across. Um, so, Skinwalker Ranch itself is about 480 acres of land that borders the Ute people, which is a tribe. So, in 1864, the Navajo people were taken off their land by the army and forced to walk to Fort Sumner in New Mexico, and for four years they suffered through Tainted water, illness, sweeping through their tribe, and dying crops. In a story of ancestors, many took the form of skinwalkers to curse the area and also to escape. But the history doesn't end there. So at one time, the Navajos and the Ute tribes were allies. But once the white soldiers 
Hey, I got to the page. Once the white soldiers um, came in, the Utes joined up with them and took many of the Navajo as slaves. And this is in the Unita Basin. And instead, they cursed to get back at the Ute people. They cursed the um, lands with skinwalkers. So, and if you ask any any type of um, native or indigenous community, they will not actually talk about skinwalkers. Um, they are very feared and scary. And I think Nancy can elaborate a little bit on that, right? Thank you. You had your own experience. Well. Let me throw it out there. Um, in what I know, a skinwalker is someone who is not quite human, not quite demon. They sometimes endure themselves in the skins of the creature in which they are uh, transmuting into, and as that creature have unnatural powers. Um, one, am I jumping ahead on you? Okay. So. Uh, a skinwalker can be anything from a werewolf to a normal wolf or any variation of in-between, depending on skill and connection to nature, from my understanding. I've heard similar things. The one thing that was different that I heard was that they were witches. Yes, I read that too. Harmful witches. Yeah. Harmful, yeah. like, you know, evil witches that... Can shapeshift. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so... They also, like, they can take over and possess your body if you make eye contact. Um, they yes. can read your mind and control creatures of the night. They can jump really high, run faster than a car, and they can look, when you look at them, sometimes they look like a hollowed out dog, but a very large canine. Um, and they kill out of spite, anger, envy, or revenge. They're very evil beings. And from now on, I'm not going to refer to them as that. I'm going to call them shapeshifters, because if you say it too many times, it can curse you. I can deal with that. I I can do the the change if that's what we feel is necessary. You know, you use the term shape shifting. Yes. So, uh, as you guys know, we have Nancy back from last year. Nancy is now going to be one of our hopefully more full time uh, podcasters as we try and get a little bit more mystery in the mystery mat, as we promised about a season ago <laughs> and then we went right nerdy on you but anyways uh um i heard one encounter i'm not sure which family it was it might have been in the 1940s area and they encountered a wolf and the wolf was going after one of their calves 19 oh that's early okay okay well we could but I'm jumping ahead, right? No. No? Oh, that was next. Yeah. Okay. So I <laughs> just briefly listened to um, a thing on um, Bedtime Stories, I believe it's called, on YouTube. What? What's crazy? Oh, it's okay. I, I come from the type of people that could have been morticians, so... Kelly, too. Because us Irish are fucked. Um, no, um, from my understanding, the family, one of their first encounters, if not mistaken, their first night, they encountered a wolf that was bigger than a normal wolf. 
it went after one of their um, uh, calves after seeming to be relatively friendly to the people. They ended up putting three rounds of a cougar magnum or a magnum into the wolf and then eventually a couple more from from a 30 caliber shotgun which i don't know about you guys most things don't live that shit i'm sorry most things don't live that you know if i can just uh interject here yeah what um, do you got bud i was i was talking to everybody before the podcast but i actually had an interaction this morning when i was driving to work um I literally left my parking lot and like turned onto my street and I saw a coyote cross the road and the way it was running and it, it just made me feel very unsettled. But the, what you had just said, Matt was, um, hollow. Yeah. Like when you were describing the wolf and that's kind of how I felt. They when were saying that the chunks of flesh that they looked at that had come off of the wolf while being shot with mainly the shotgun. Yeah. Uh, when they went and checked the flesh, it wasn't fresh flesh. It had been mm. rotten and decayed. So, like, obviously this coyote was alive. It was running down the street, crossed the street, and then went onto a sidewalk. But Oh, but apparently the wolf looked like a normal, healthy, everyday wolf. Yeah. Just... I extra large. I don't know if I would say this one was large. It was definitely coyote. You can tell by the tail. Um, but it just, it, I can't even really describe it, but the hollow thing just really resonated with me. And I, I kind of understand it. I think that's why I felt a little bit unsettled by it. Yeah. There's, there's nothing. There, it was, it was the weird. Bullet, the, he was saying that the bullets were going almost straight through it. Like you could see that it was hitting it, but. It wasn't reacting to any of the shots. So that's what I remember before falling asleep for the most part. No, that's pretty accurate. Well, not accurate, but what I have in terms of my research. And I've heard that story multiple times on different um, pod- like podcasts, YouTube videos, documentaries. So it must be... It's a well-known story, so I'm not surprised you know it. So, right? Yeah, I, I, heard the, I heard the same story, too, yeah. as well. That's probably like one of the bigger stories i think it's really got people definitely talking circulating about around this, this the shape-shifting entity yeah but that family also had another <laughs> run-in with a, sh- a shape-shifter hold on a sec i also wanted to uh say i really tried to stay away from anything that was labeled as history channel so uh mainly because i didn't want to get the mainstream story i wanted to see what kind of variation i could pick out right but it's hard because there's everything there, they talk about pretty much the same things. A lot of the mysteries not necessarily focus on skinwalkers themselves. It's just called Skinwalker Ranch. Most of the history is um, shrouded in UFO and stuff like that. And we'll get to that. So that same family, the wife, Gwen Sherman, had another encounter. She had just got back into her car after closing the gates at the ranch. She looked up and on the other side of her window was a large wolf. And I use quotation marks. It was so big that I had to bend its head down to look into her window and there were two black dogs with it as well and the breath left bog on her window so they went to like a tribal council kind of thing to talk about the wolf problem and they found out that wolves had been eradicated and extinct from that area since 1929 and when they showed her like a like a, let's just say a photo lineup of different canines she picked one out and it was more similar to a dire wolf which had been extinct for 10,000 years 
Oh, that's, pretty that's crazy. Neat. I didn't hear that yeah. one. See, like I went, I went through the whole story until the family sold the farm and they had other problems with uh, orbs. Uh, there was two different orbs. There was the uh, orange orbs, which were okay because they just kind of zipped around. But then there was the blue orbs, and they hated the blue orbs because the blue orbs always made them fear, and they couldn't figure out why, but they always feared the blue orbs. And it went into detail. Like, I don't want to rip off somebody else's story, right? Because I don't know who wrote the stuff for the documentary or the, the... Because it was bedtime stories, right? I don't know who has the copyright to the story, if it is a story, you know, this and that, right? So... I'm trying to keep it pretty um, generic, I guess you would. But yeah, I hadn't heard that one. I, I like that. Okay. So this one was done on the Secrets of the Skinwalker Ranch on the History Channel. So take it with a grain of salt, but it actually came from a, an account of a youth tribe member who took shelter in one of the um, homestead number two's abandoned buildings. And uh, he said that as a teenager, one winter he had been out hunting and shooting things and the storm rolled in. So him and a friend heard, um, went into one of the homesteads on 2, which is highly active for paranormal activity, apparently, allegedly. Don't come for me. Um, and he heard noises in the back of one of the buildings. So he leaves, and he sees human barefoot, bare feet, like, you know, how the, without socks and shoes, um, impressions in the snow. So he starts following them, and then they suddenly turn into large wolf tracks. And he turns, and he said that he sees this big animal that was like eight feet tall and had red eyes and then he said after that it just like it disappeared and then he's um he ever, ever since then he heard like scratching sounds outside his bedroom window um scram like scrambling and growling sounds and it's lived with him and it really you could tell on his face that it really freaked him out like he was really um that's all wind right yeah you gotta get closer to meet that oh that's because we're getting hurricane style winds coming up because it's getting up this way so I hope I can pick out what Sarah said there from all the wind. But um, one thing I wanted to mention was the family I was talking about, because it sounds like we're talking about the next family or something, or one before, maybe even one before. I don't know. But um, who knows? Who knows? Because it's done by two different publications that we're listening to, right? At least. At least. Um, but they followed the wolf that, they were talking about originally into the forest and eventually the tracks just disappeared. They just stopped entirely. And then later on they lost a prized bull and they went looking for it. And when they finally found its tracks after like a day and a half, two days, um, they followed its tracks and it went so far and then it just completely disappeared off the map. Have you ever heard of anything like that? Like, kind of thing? Greg? Well, I heard, I, mean, I was listening to the same podcast, I think, and they talked about that as well. I mean, but, I mean, I've heard more like, I know this isn't really part of it, but more like Bigfoot, Bigfoot stuff than the shapeshifters, so, I mean, like, they're kind of... Oh, so you actually have more research based on the, the so-called Bigfoot sightings than the skinwalkers? Well, no, this is just from, like, listening to other podcasts and all that, and because I listen to a lot of Bigfoot ones as well, so, I mean, like, and they all... This kind of, like, 
it's almost like they're under the same umbrella, you know, kind of thing. Like, because, you know, there's, you said that there was that one incident where someone saw, like, a Bigfoot go. Well, they mentioned it once. Like, I heard it only came up the idea of a Bigfoot being seen on the ranch, like, one time, and nothing was ever elaborated on any other research or mentioned. So, take that one with a grain of salt, so I don't know. Um. So, I don't know. Like, I, I, so I kind of brushed off. I didn't go further in depth with the Bigfoot thing, considering I only came up at one time amongst any of the research I did. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I mean, like, I, I, I know, like, the stories that you guys were just talking about. And yeah, I mean, those like, are pretty well known. Yeah. Like, yeah. they're, like, I think everyone knows about them. Yeah. And it's, I don't, and it's just, it's kind of funny, though. I mean, like, watching. Are we going to get into this series, I guess? Yeah, kinda? I do because I, I end up debunking some of their claim and I talk about the ridiculousness of it because I'm very skeptical when it comes to that kind of shit, like the UFO stuff. Right. So, um, yeah, we will get into it a little bit. Yeah, because it, it seems to be like the series seems to be having a little bit of, I mean, like from what I've seen, it's, it looks... Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I mean, like, and it's, it's that type of show well. where... You expect it to happen, I think, you know? Well, like I said before, anything that said History Channel, I've tried to avoid because for some reason I feel that's become the mainstream kind of outlet for everything. And history has kind of gotten away from accuracy. Like they started to do their, you know, what if dinosaurs stuff. And then, you know... Uh, Earth After Man and things like that, all their hypothesis stuff. I hope I pronounced that right. I've been drinking, so um, probably not. Uh, <laughs> um, so when I was looking up everything, I was trying to stay away from history. Something about it just said, no, this is too Hollywood to be accurate. You know, Whereas back in the day, I rather listened to the guy from Unsolved Mysteries, and you believe just about anything that comes out of that guy's mouth because, like, he yeah, was serious, true. right? Yeah, here. exactly. Um, and that's exactly what the Secrets of the Skinwalker Ranch to me is. Um, it was very Hollywood because when you're producing a show like that, you want ratings, and to get ratings, you can fabricate evidence and the magic of television and technology is easier. But I'm not saying that some of the information they're not giving you is is accurate because there has been some documentations from previous investigations. Um, Robert Bigelow took over the ranch after the Sherman family sold it to him. And he he had actual military people come in who were, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, advanced or and knew stuff about like extraterrestrial and the unidentified flying objects. Um, and they came in and did some investigations. So some of their stuff did prove and line up with what Bigelow's team of NIDS did. But there was a lot that I could actually literally sit and debunk. You know? And I'm sure we'll get into that part. I'm not going to go into the debunking right now. Well, just like any other Mystery Mad episode, like, we got wind going right now, so we can't be that serious, right? I know one thing that's been irking me was that Sarah was thinking that uh, there's no intelligent alien life in our solar system. And she was having trouble finding the word galaxy, but she means solar system because our galaxy is part of... No, no, you mean galaxy, don't you? No, I'm like, they'll stay our solar system. Oh, okay. So the solar system is made up of several 
galaxies. Each galaxy with its own you sun or several suns. So with all the technology and advancements we've had in aerospace technology, is that the right word? Sure. We'll go with it. It sounded good. And and um, every time they go up, they never bring anything substantial back, in my opinion. Or at least they're not publicizing anything substantial. So to me, they're not giving me the proof to show that there's other life forms on other planets within our solar system. There's been so much data that's been, like made public in the last year though i think 2021 was when they released a bunch of stuff kelly knows kelly knows hashtag Hashtag kelly knows knows. um (laughs) but also like just based on the vastness of our galaxy how can you turn off his cell phone how can you like i i just i don't understand how like i'm I'm not trying to be rude no no i know it's going to come across that way but like how can you think (laughs) that there's uh, not other intel- intelligent life besides us. I don't say that there's not. I'm just saying that I don't find it likely in this necessary solar system. Maybe another solar system. I sure. See. And when you look at Earth and how it's become, why would anybody who has a brain in their fucking head want to come here? I mean, I totally agree with you on that. But um, I have reasons. Huh? So, one, resources. Uh, from my understanding, they are running low on... Uh, Viable DNA, uh, one of the species of aliens that visits our planet, is running low on DNA, so they... Stop poking me. Why are you... Make sure you're not an alien. Yeah, I'm not an alien this time. I'm more I think undead. he is. <laughs> so, Horses are. So they abduct uh, women primarily, uh, men sometimes, but it's to make hybrid versions so that they can increase the DNA pool of their species another reason would also be um resources um water gold other minerals such that might be important plutonium uranium what have you i one of them's the byproduct of the other and i can't remember which one's which but things like that there, there's reasons that they would come here but also it would be like us trying to communicate with ants. They're so far ahead that there's not much to do with us. Nancy! Question. Yeah. What if they are visiting and are part of our population and they don't want us to know? I believe that they probably are. And also I believe in some religious aspects what they were witnessing instead of deities were actually extraterrestrials. Well, isn't that like the Book of Enoch talks about that? Yeah, Nancy I've, did her homework. I've been watching a lot of uh, videos and stuff about like the Book of Enoch and how it it plays it and um, but it goes and how through. it was changed with with religion and everything and how they decided the church changed it all yeah. because they didn't want people to think that way and it goes all through the hindu religion as well the mm-hmm. chariots of fire yep. where those could actually just be lights coming out the bottom of something that looks kind of in a chariot shape because that's the only reference point they have like uh, i've got things against it but i've got things for it as well right honestly like not talking about conspiracy theories the vastness yes, we are well i i mean i love conspiracy theories but like putting that aside for now like, the vastness of our solar system, it's just, I think it's 
pretty improb- improbable that we are the only intelligent life. They found water on Mars. They found um, life, like bacteria, single cell life forms on Mars. Yeah. Like, so, you um, know. And there's a really good book that I'd like oh, to recommend yeah. to Go, the. Give her. Huh? Yeah, give her. Uh, to the listeners is uh, the three body problem. Um, it's really interesting take on two different civilizations, like one being earth and the human population versus another place that's similar to earth in some ways, but not others. Um, and like them discovering each other and what the outcome is of that. It's a trilogy. Um, if you're super nerdy and can handle like really scientific based books, but it's also fiction. Like I definitely recommend it. It was really good. Um, like, I, it's just, it's crazy. Like, I, I can't, I don't want to really get into it on the Skinwalker Ranch I episode, but. of a book, uh, I have not read it, so I cannot say either way. Just get that straight out there. But it's called Probability One. Okay. And you know how when you're working in percentages, <laughs> when you get 1.0, that's 100%, depending on how you're putting your decimals, right? So if you're multiplying and trying to figure out taxes, you can do 13% by multiplying it and figuring out how much a percentage it is. So he did the math to the odds of having an M-class planet being, like you know, Kelly, from Star Trek, a planet much like our own that has an oxygen-rich atmosphere, liquid (laughs) water, which are important things. Also, you need many other uh, elements and minerals to be able to kick off that whole living thing. And when it comes down to it, the probability is one. And the book is called Probability One. And one means that the probability of there being uh, life up there on other planets is 100%. Because there has to be. Yeah, it has to be. But again, it's like when the further you go away, the like I think you said, someone of you said, Sarah, Matt, I can't remember, but like looking back at it, you're you're looking at it from a distance, right? Like they might be looking at us from so far away that they're seeing us still, like in the Stone Age or prior to that. Like they might not think we're technologically advanced enough. Five years ago, Elvis songs got to Pluto. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's putting it into perspective. There's a website, too, that shows you just the vastness of space. Like, the distance from Earth to the moon, and then the moon to whatever the next one is. And then, like, in between each planet, and then the size of the galaxy. And, like, it's just, it's mind-blowing. So, there's no way. Yeah. There's no way, in my opinion, that... There's nothing else out there. When I come at these things, I not only come at it from a spiritual side, but I also try and bring in some, like, mathematical and scientific side. I'm not just like, okay, this is what the church says it is, or this is what this specific YouTube channel says it is. You know, I I, kind of look at, okay, what does this specific physicist say about this phenomenon? And then change that, okay, what does this mysticist say about this phenomenon? And then I usually look for a middle ground, which is how I've noticed that there's been a flood in every single religion that's ever been. There's been a flood story. So that means 
the whole thing is just the same story told from a different perspective. I learned it all from the X-Files, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> the X-Files did shit for ratings, Greg. Get over it. It did. <laughs> well, it did better than Jurassic World, unfortunately. That one kind of... Oh! Hey! Hey, hey, hey not, now. No, that's not nice. That's my franchise, bitch. Um, so I'm going to bring it back to the Skinwalker Ranch. Thanks, since we Sarah. I love you. Like a whole thank you. Um, since we went kind of on a weird off Skinwalker Ranch tangent. But I'll, we'll stick with the UFO thing. It's on tangent because it's remote. Yeah, so I'm going to stick with that, right? For Skinwalkers. For Skinwalkers. Can I say something about the ranch itself? Yeah. Um, right now, it's pretty much blocked, so no one from the outside can really get into it unless you're a scientist or whoever is part of it right now. So if you're thinking of, oh, let's go on a trip <laughs> over to the Skinwalker Ranch, you you're shot. you're not going to get in. They they have shot. like like cameras there. They have a fence and High barbed power, right wire. Right Sounds like Area 51 to me. Almost, you know. So well, they I do mean, call it the Area 51 a paranormal. You're better off just watching it on the television yeah. if you want, or listening on to the YouTube. telly. There's a penguin on the telly. Is there? So part of the UFO mystery or um, speculation, whatever mysticism, is that a lot of the times in correlation to UFO sightings, you find a lot of cattle mutilations. And I will freely admit I cannot debunk the cattle mutilations at all. I have no explanation unless some sick freak out there is like really good at doing it without leaving evidence. So the Shermans who bought the ranch in 1994 and sold it to Robert Bigelow in 96, had 80 ca- uh, eighty cows on the ranch, and they lost 14 of them. What? What are you shaking your head? Yeah. yeah. So they lost 14 out of 80 cattle to different types of um, cattle mutilations, even speculations that some cows were just dropped from the earth, like they picked up and just slammed into the ground. Oh, I didn't hear that part either. Yeah. So that one I can't debunk, but that one I also can't say that is, is even remotely true. But there is photographic evidence from Skinwalker Ranch of the cattle mutilations. I'm not posting those on the Mystery Matt fan club page because they are quite disgusting. Um, So, yeah, I can't do that. But let's, for sake of debunking shit from the History Channel Secret of the Skinwalkers, they brought in two alpacas, uh, an animal that's never been on the ranch before in history. And they kept them under surveillance. They kept them in close quarters, like a good corral close quarters keep an eye on them well one night something attacked the alpacas and when the ranch um caretakers came out they found a couple large canine animals in the pen attacking the alpacas conveniently the main camera that was focused on the alpacas was not working or and or turned off which in my opinion was probably turned off is this on the history channel yes but i'm debunking it i'm debunking it okay carry on right but Another camera from the so-called astrophysicist who's probably laughed right out of his community and has no respect from his peers, who's the host of the show, caught, like, really distant, very extremely grainy video of this attack. And it shows the the one alpaca getting taken down. And, yes, the alpaca did have some very significant wounds. But if you ask me, I'm going to say it's more likely that a coyote got into the pen and probably attacked the the alpaca, and even though it was harder to get the animal off the alpaca when the caretakers were trying to get it off, coyotes are extremely cunning and extremely stubborn. They're not going to let go that easily. So, in my opinion, it was a coyote that attacked the alpaca, not some kind of alien or skinwalker being in that case. 
shapeshifter shit 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 sorry so yeah so that one i kind of debunked or at least gave an explanation as to what possibly could have done it so um but yeah and then a m- less than a month later after that they found a two-year-old dead cow in the field and they did a necropsy on this cow and it and then the uh, veterinarian found that it died of stress-induced pneumonia. But just before it died, the cameras trained in that area saw the cow alive, and it was laying down, and it got up kind of stressed, and they captured a light above it, flying above the trees, just as this cow was about to die. I saw that. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I cannot explain the light, other than it might be just a glare off the camera. I will post a uh, picture I took from the show on my phone onto the Mystery Map fan club page, and you guys can be a judge for yourself. But, um, but it just got suddenly agitated, and then that bright oval shape above the trees, the cow was under, and then the cow died. Didn't hear most of that one either. Uh, I guess that what I heard was an abbreviated form is only about 20 minutes long. Well, that was That was the History Channel. Oh, okay. Well, that brings us back to Hollywood, Hollywood. Yeah, so that's what I mean. Um, I heard a couple other people describe some of the specials on the History Channel as uh, two seasons worth of lead-up, and then at the end, you're still with nothing. Yeah, that's pretty much how it goes. So, yeah. Uh, are you going to talk about their, their rocket experiments or anything like that? Okay, so my opinion on... So they did these massive rocket experience experiments and the first one they did were smaller rockets that they just launched from the helicopter pad but then they later brought in these humongous rockets that probably cost thousands of dollars just to shoot once and i came to the conclusion that it was just an excuse for men like grown men to play with expensive toys and it yielded absolutely very little scientific information and so i that's where i stand on that it's just an excuse. Yeah, but the government paid for it, so whatever. No, it was the billionaire was the mi- that paid oh, for it. What okay. do you think of the billionaire? I think he's a... I don't know. He's... Yeah. Well, Na- Nancy said yeah. a douchebag. We we haven't been able to get Nancy on mic, but that's okay. We'll find her sometime. Possibly. I found when I was watching, a lot of the experiments would fail. And I'm like waiting and waiting, but it's the same thing. Like you had said, you know, Hollywood. When you're watching any kind of, you know, um, reality TV, or um, I find that you you never really know: are they acting? Are they not? Are they paid actors? Are they not? And it's it just seemed like their responses to different things were a little bit weird and like yeah, overdone. Like, like they were acted. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I That's... do understand like when you are sensitive to um paranormal things and spirits, you do have physical reactions. Yeah. Your body has physical reactions. And there was some of that that I saw. Yeah. But then I was just it just seemed I... that nothing seemed to work. I find with a lot of these Hollywood things, if the situation's like a 6, they're going to push it to a 9 for rating. You know what I mean? So, like, oh, what was that noise? Well, it was that flashlight that you put on its side. It just rolled off the table downstairs, dumbass. You know, yeah. you know things like that. And, and yeah, where the situation is a six, you made it way worse. 
So yeah. I like listening to their excuse when they're having their little meetings in the little like homestead um, or the command center. It's like these things are so intelligent; they're anticipating our move before we make them, and they're thwarting our our um, our our whatever our advances to find out what's going on. And they're shooting rockets up, and it's hitting a certain part, and then it's veering off to the to the left or the right. And I'm like, that's where it stops. It's it doesn't go any higher than that. There's something blocking it. It's like, no, you're somebody's controlling the fucking rocket, you idiot, to make it look like that. It's not hard. I was disappointed in the lack of history in it. Yeah. And that they had yeah. they had interviewed somebody from like the local tribe and he wouldn't <laughs> talk about it. Yeah. And it's like if somebody doesn't want to talk about it, then there's reasons why they don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Finding the historical information on that on on skinwalkers themselves, shapeshifters. It's hard because yes. nobody wants to talk about it. And you kind of yeah. understand it. And that's why I'm like, it, when we were trying to figure out what this podcast was about, and I was like, are we talking about the like a ranch or are we talking about the actual shapeshifters? And I couldn't figure out which one. And I'm like, if we're just talking like an hour long about shapeshifters, I'm out. I'm not doing it. Because if they won't talk about it, there's no reason for me to be talking about it. No. You know? I, but it's still interesting. It's still interesting. But yeah, you're talking about it now. Oh. So, uh, we are at 36 minutes, so we're halfway there. Um, I know it was bought and sold and bought and sold and bought and sold. Uh, Sarah, you mentioned one thing that, um, they tested for radiation and they tested for magnetism. And you said not only did they find radiation and magnetism, but the story I listened to last night said that they were not detecting radiation or magnetism. So that's the part where I'm like, oh, you get off a history channel, and the story literally flips backwards. So I did hear that on the (laughs) Secrets of the Skinwalker Ranch, but I also heard the radiation part, at least, on another um, documentary. I think it was more of a documentary short about radiation being found in the soil. Well, here's the thing. So, when they tested the atomic bomb in the, during the Manhattan Project in Nevada, guess where the debris fell? I'll tell you. Where? Right there. Right in the Unita Basin. So, as soon as that radioactive debris falls into that, it affects the soil, it affects the land, and you're going to have some kind of radioactive action being um, like found. And no matter how many years have passed, it's going to still be there. There's going to be radiation no matter what. The levels are low. I know the show amps up. Oh, look at the levels. Oh, my God. They're so high. But they're not dangerous high. But they make it sound like it's really high. And it's it's not going to be that high. You're not looking for high, dangerous levels of radiation. Well, that's what I found. They were trying to play that up. Yes, they were. Do you were. have any information or research or debunking on, they call that, what is it, the silo? Oh, that silo thing that they went into. I figured that was just like their giant version of a tinfoil hat. Because <laughs> they were like, this is, you know, um, this this silo acts as, you know, it, it you, you get away from the radiation and everything. And it's like, yeah, I think that's bullshit. I think that's self-explanatory. As soon as you see somebody going there, you're thinking, no, they're, they're back crap crazy. Or they're just... And they're like brushing people off to the hospital. And it's like... But like you said, paranormal activity, high EMFs, yes. and you're going to get high EMF readings from radiation, no matter how low or how high can affect you, and um, I do have that in here somewhere. But also, how much of their 
how much like the the computers and all of that that they have that whole room is full of computers and electronics and and how much is that bringing right. to well, I also wanted to mention that I've also been watching uh the Y files on YouTube for some of my information and he's done some other uh projects involving the paranormal and things like that so I just thought I'd you know give credit where credit is due you know what I mean so high EMF readings as well have can mimic a lot of the same things that um, high spirit, spiritual activity can bring to a person. But in a place like this, like Nancy said, there's a lot of computers, there's a lot of technology, there's a lot of things going on and radiation in the soil. But um, some things can be explained as just high EMF readings, meaning that there's like these high magnetic, electronic magnetic fields, electromagnetic fields that can cause things like headaches, fatigues, anxiety, depression, nausea, hallucinations, dizziness, sleep um, deprivation, um, disturbance or sleep disturbances, skin sensations such as prickling, rashes, burning sensations, also aches and pains in muscles, and feelings of paranoia. And they have been experiencing this stuff. Is it put on for the show for the sake of ratings? I cannot say, but I'm going to probably lean towards yeah. Um, but it could also mean that there might be some kind of paranormal activity there that's causing these feelings, but I'm going to go more so with the high EMF because you are rating, they have such high power, high technological equipment on that ranch, as well as radiation from the soil. And they even brought in big, large Tesla coils to, to put in, to put light bulbs into the ground to generate, to say, Hey, this is generating all this energy. Well, yeah, the Tesla coils are going to push that energy into the ground to make those light bulbs. That's how science works. Like a potato clock. Well, I, I know a little bit more about Tesla. He was yeah. harvesting uh, electricity from the, if I'm not mistaken, the ionosphere, which is a layer that surrounds our atmosphere and keeps everything all together. And it's apparently a source of free energy. So if they're using you know, a Tesla coil and stuff like that, they're not harvesting the energy from the ground. They're harvesting the energy from the sky. And anywhere that it has open sky, you can harvest said energy. So that part kind of, oh, Nancy's got something to say. Nancy's got something. I was a little confused. So when you started, you had said in the the group chat about that there was a Skinwalker Ranch. I was like, all right, I'm going to go and watch this. I couldn't. I, I was confused because they talked a lot about UFOs and, like, the Tic Tac. Yeah, the, the and skinwalkers the, were, like, the tip of the iceberg. That's the name of the fucking it, name. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. And so, I mean, they touched a little bit with uh, the the the, the it, native it, history, but it was mostly U- UFO. And I was like, okay, so um, I don't understand why it's called. Well, if I can bring up a previous podcast with the Iceman, he only technically froze one body, and that's why they called him the Iceman. The only other thing that related to ice was he said he killed a guy with an ice pick. So, the very smallest things can become the very biggest names. True. Well, it just it wasn't what I expected. No, it wasn't what I expected either when I signed up for this. Um, so, while they were digging, Matt had mentioned that I... I brought up magnetized soil and stuff like that. So when they were digging dirt, they found that it would be magnetic and that the magnet, like the metal end of their 
what do you call those big things that you measure things with that goes on that that snaps back it hurts yeah that's it tape measure <laughs> um would start yeah well, i'm a carpenter's <laughs> granddaughter but i couldn't think of the damn word so the tape measure would swing and be drawn to the side of the dirt and in which they dug well here the next thing is is that they also found evidence of gilsonite which can be a magnetic mineral like a rock um <coughs> they also did determine that that gilsonite was tested to be found to be um strontium 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 and barium well both gilsonite and strontium are magnetic sources and also utah is a hotbed for lodestone and lodestone is a naturalized magnetic mineral found all over that area so that would probably be why the ground was magnetic and this is also from the history channel and that one is definitely from History Channel. See, the the one I listened to was saying the exact opposite. There was no magnetic activity. There was no radiation in the area. So that's where we have contradictions. That's where we have to think for ourselves and go, okay, which one is more likely? Which one is in still the realm of possibility without playing too deeply into the realm of fantasy? You know what I mean? We even though the human spirit likes to believe in things that are beyond us, some things are man-made in our imaginations. And in some cases, that's what actually makes them manifest, is that we've thought them into being. So, you know, just to be a little extra deep, that's just, you know, what I'm throwing in there. So, this one is particularly made me go, whatever. Um, So, they talk a lot about wormholes on the ranch, which is completely bullshit. So, either they mention wormholes as a replacement word for something else, or the people claiming the possibility are morons. Um, If there are wormholes on Earth, it would actually swallow the Earth whole. So, claims of portals to other dimensions being called wormholes is just stupid and absurd. Um, When they... I don't know if you got to the part where he drew the diagram of the wormholes on the chalkboard or something. No, I haven't gotten um, that far. So he draw, does it, and all I could think about was that scene in, in The Simpsons on the Halloween episode where Homer walks through the wall and you see, like, that grid, and then all of a sudden he falls into the hole and he becomes 3D. I'm like, this is stupid. But I'm not saying that the he, like there might be portals to other dimensions, but wormholes, no. I would say black holes, No. But if you look at it from a Star Trek point of view, Star Trek is fiction. yeah, well, it also came into a lot. Yeah, also with that, yeah. So have a seat. Oh, you're already sitting. There you go. We're really good now. Um, but Deep Space Nine was right outside a wormhole, and then it just combined two locations with a faster way of travel. It didn't actually suck things in. Black holes, on the other hand, would suck things in. I think Kelly would be smiling on that one. Yeah, Kelly agrees. Yeah. <laughs> Star Trek is surprisingly based in science, so sorry if Sarah disagrees. It's still a fictional show. Okay. It, it is, but most of the writers of yesteryear did their homework, which is the scary part. Uh, for example, the CD was created from Star Trek. The cell phone was an idea from Star Trek way back when to have mobile communication was you know on the 
Oh, you can blame Star Trek for Come a on, lot you love of stuff. Your phone. Just get rid of it then. Yeah, sell it on eBay for 50 bucks. Yeah. Monster. So, there's been... Can someone fix that wire? That's too taut. It needs to be, like, loosey-goosey. It has to be looser than my ex-girlfriend. There we go. Yeah, I said that. That's why I said this thing too explicit. What do you got, Greg? Okay, so, I was watching the one episode of the, the ranch, and they're doing... They're in the room, and all of a sudden they're talking, and it comes out on their, on their the frequency. How how do you explain that one? I mean that was that one was kind of neat. Hollywood, Hollywood. So you know when we do microphone testing here? Yes. And Matt has it set, and we're doing testing, testing, and you can hear it come back at you. Right. That way. Oh. They don't mute the microphone. They're not muting the microphones that they're using. They're so back. They're probably running an Audacity type program in the background. And they're not hitting the button to mute, so it's just coming right back. And it was coming up on the six hertz or something yeah. like that. Oh, you know what? In the one intro, there's a click of the spotlight, and it's actually in there at the most opportune time because it's when he mentions the spotlight. It was in uh, season four, and you'll hear two different spotlight clicks. The second one was an accident because I forgot to shut off the first one, but it fell right as I said spotlight, so I left it. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. Well, because it was leaving audio in when you were recording other audio is where it relates back to. So you're overlapping audio to get different effects. Like, there's so many things, like, I was telling Peter about two years ago, or not two years ago, about a year ago, that I have enough of recorded vocal footage from him that I can make him say anything I want. Okay, but if you were, you know how you mute it, you mute your computer so it doesn't come out at us after we do, if you were to unmute it right now, we would get the same effect that he's talking about that they got in that room. The reverb? Yeah. 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 That's all it is. It just didn't. The thing, the I just thought it was really silly, and I was just like, yeah. "Oh my god, this show is just like not that great." But it's fun to watch. I've yeah. only been editing for a little over a year and a half, and I've already seen the ins and outs of some things, and I'm just like, "Oh, that's cheap. That's like one click, bud." You know, like you you start noticing these things. What's up, Nancy? Uh, Nancy's dancing. Nancy's dancing. So, yeah, I think some stories of the Skinwalker Ranch could be true. Other ones are completely for Hollywood. I find, um, like I mentioned before, a lot of these specials are made so that they have your interest, but at the end of it, they have nothing. A lot of these Bigfoot ones, they're like, oh, Bigfoot search season six. Oh, what'd you find last season? Nothing. What'd you find this season? Oh, nothing. What What about the past six seasons? Nothing. If you guys want to play a drinking game while listening to this podcast, just count how many times Matt has said Hollywood. Hollywood. Take a shot. Take a shot. You'd be dead by now. <laughs> You'd be dead by now. Yeah, I'm not happy with Hollywood. Hollywood's <laughs> let me down in the past several years, so I'm kind of bitter. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to edit this, the winds being a bitch. Yeah, um, them hurricane vibes. 
Hurricane coming our way. Woo! Daylight. Going back to the Skinwalker thing. So, what do you guys like? What are your views on seeing like the flying oval shaped lights above the ranch all the time over the mesa? Can you figure out? Can you say for sure that's a UAP or or a UFO or whatever the hell they call it? A UFO can lean, mean literally anything, anything. right? That's what I say. Like, unidentified aerial phenomena. Okay, but that can also mean anything, right? Like, uh, I don't know. There's a lot of, like, military testing sites, too. And if you want to go into, like, does the military have alien technology? Maybe no, maybe yes, whatever. But at the same time, like, for civilian folk, I'm sure they have a lot of technology and a lot of information that we don't have. So anything that's being tested is going to appear yeah. to be like something we're not used uh, to, right? There's also the conspiracy theory of the inner earth. Yeah. Of that whole race. There's the dark side the of the reptilians. Colony. Hollow moon, people. hollow earth. Hollow moon, oh, hollow. there's a lot of yeah. things we could get into. Yeah. But there's there's a whole library of there's stuff like there's so many things that and then even like what Sarah was talking about before the alternate dimensions thing. Like, I almost believe that a little bit when it comes to seeing aliens and people's experiences there. Like, either there's a whole thing about the collective unconscious, which I don't know how much you guys know about, but um, like having intrinsic knowledge, like, you know how people come up with theories at the same time? It's really weird. It's like a strange phenomenon, but the collective unconscious is basically that. Like, having similar experiences. Um, But also, like, if there was some kind of portal or some kind of way to a dimension, like, maybe we're just seeing these things and they're not actually present here. I don't know. There's so many theories. uh, There's also the theory of uh, parallel universes and sometimes they bleed into each other. Yeah. You know, things like that. Oh, yeah. Glitch Glitch in the Matrix. Yeah. Um, I saw also a thing with uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson about the probability of us being living in a simulation, and the probability. I think about is that all the time. Scarily, fifty-fifty. I think about that all the time. Isn't that scary? Like somebody's well, controlling my actions. Like the, I think of myself like a sim. Yeah, yeah. The thing I think about all the time that scares the crap out of me is the passage of time. Just like, oh, what'd you do last week? Oh, I did this and this. Dude, that was two years ago. <laughs> okay, what? but COVID years don't count. Like, yeah, seriously. Yeah, but they really do. But they don't. <laughs> like, uh, I didn't age at, at all in the past two years. Well, Still the same age. No, you didn't. Apparently, I got younger. I don't know how that happened. Maybe that's that one For... bullshit. But yeah, it's getting chilly. We're at 55 minutes, 7 seconds. That's going to be wrong. But anyways, uh, anybody else have anything they want to add before we close out? Oh, oh, sorry. Okay, so we're going to leave it like this. Um, I just want to say, I think there's some things that we're not meant to understand and we're not meant to know. Yeah. And that uh, no no amount of research and uh, or shows that are done on things there are certain things that we're not meant to know and we'll know when we're meant to know and that's that. I agree. Yeah. Um, 
But I would like I mankind to get to the point where we can know at least a little bit more. Well, you know what I mean? Like, it it's kind of. I think it's all in what we can handle. I think, but I think right now we're at the point where we're kind of beating around the bush a little bit. We we're at what we could handle a little bit ago. So let's get some more, you know, real world things being understood by us. You know. But also, the more that they share and the more that we know, the more that we think for ourselves. Yeah. And that's the thing, is you're not wanted to think for yourself. You're yeah. wanted to follow the masses. They don't want that. Exactly. Yeah. Because how do you, con- you can't control chaos. Yeah. And do you know why the government hates it when you steal? Because they don't like competition. <laughs> yep. Yeah. All right. I've been Mystery Matt, joined by these lovely, 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 lovely people. Blah, 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 blah. You guys have a good one. What's up, Greg? You gonna say something? Goodbye. All right. Take her easy, guys. (laughs)